When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. People turn to the Weather Channel app for their weather forecasts every day. But what if the app could forecast more? like allergy risk trackers and real-time rain alerts, so you know when to stay inside, load up on tissues, and podcasts. And 24-hour future radar, so you can plan to get outside, load up on sunscreen, and podcasts. Do more of what you love. Don't just check the weather. Embrace it with the Weather Channel. Okay, as you push much reaction from... Liverpool won, uh, probably say Liverpool reserves, a Liverpool youth team won, Everton nil. In the FA Cup third round, um, we are sat outside the brick despondence, me and Mark Mosey today. Um, feel very sad currently, Mark, might turn into anger a little bit later on in the, in the post-match, but um, very spineless from Everton today. It, it's, it's so dejected to come out of that ground every single time, and you can accept it when you've been outplayed, you can you accept it when you've got a good side out, but... That was one of the lowest of the low from Everton today. An utterly spineless and disgraceful performance for him. Probably minute one to minute 90, or truth be told. I think given some of the unbelievable dross that we've been served up going to Anfield in recent years, that is probably, despite some of the absolute drubbings that we've received there, the absolute worst of the worst that we've been given from any Everton side going to a, a, a I was going to say a, a top six side but going to any single Premier League side and as you say some of those lads will be begging for an opportunity to be in Liverpool's second string never mind playing in a Merseyside derby in the FA Cup third round the fact that we've been not only beaten but at times humiliated um, some of the things that we saw primarily after Liverpool's goal were just an absolute atrocity in terms of trying to get the ball even into Liverpool's half never mind their, their attacking third five yard passes going out of play pathetic <laughs> and I think the the most damaging statement that you can make about Everton is that the, the more senior the player becomes in this squad seemingly the more of a letdown they become um, we'll I'm sure touch on every one of our 11 individuals in the coming week of our shows but People like Gilfie Sigurdsson, Morgan Snydlin, Jibril Sadibi. These these are players who have seen pretty much everything there is to offer from European football. And when they are served up a Premier League third string side, albeit a ground that we've struggled at, but I think that their ability to mentally collapse purely because of the location and because of the, the stature of the game was apocalyptically bad. And... I honestly didn't think going into this game, and I know that we we are 
the first in terms of a group of fans who appointed ourselves in terms of bigging ourselves up and, and getting a little bit over optimistic going into these games when we always think that this is going to be the one and, and the day that it changes and the curse is lifted and and etc etc but th- there was honestly a feeling today that as strong as an Everton side as we put out there was no way that we could throw this game away and the fact that we've managed to achieve that is the most stereotypically Everton thing that I could possibly think of right now yeah it's you're right it's it's one of them where you go you go up to the ground today and, and as much as history tells you that we should never go there thinking anything other than negative things the fact that they had four Sorry, three lads are in, in the back four who were effectively kids. You know, Gomez is in the side. And they've got Williams and I think it was Phillips. You know, I don't even know off the team's name. <laughs> that's, that's how it is. They've got lads in midfield. You know, I think it was Curtis Jones who scored the winner, uh, Chiravella. And you're looking at it and thinking, despite all the history and everything that's gone on before in regards to, to Everton at this football stadium, surely there must come a point where that is offset by the fact that they have got six effectively children in their in their team and Everton are playing you know we, we've got our injuries you know there's lads in there who you'd, you'd want to play but you've got Dominic Carvalhoon you've got Richard you've, you've got Theo Walcott you've got an experienced back four there who, who were lining up you sort of go in there thinking surely that must offset it and it was almost being in the ground today I, I, I almost thought as though as the game went on a bit more our lads being grown-ups and our lads being more experienced in Premier League would football help, yeah. it would we grow into the yeah. game later on and it was yeah. the total opposite it was it was more as, as though the as it was nil-nil it was a case of bloody hell we've missed our chances in the first half here and they're on towards the crowd getting behind us let's absolutely shit our kecks and, and that is ultimately yeah. what happened this one in the second half you know Everton have chance in the first half the second half they offer absolutely nothing as an attacking force and they poo their pants in front of the cop I mean, the conversations that we were having before the game were on the assumption that we win today against this third string side. Will it feel as glorified and will we feel as vindicated in terms of winning at Anfield given how long we've waited in the circumstances that today's game was? It was almost a given. We were the bookies' favourite going into this and as, as much as that is laughable for an Everton side going to Anfield, as you say, it was there for Everton's taking. And... There was a sense, as you say, in the first half when chances were being created that these were going to continually follow. Uh, people like Mason Hargate had a great opportunity. Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin both had slight ins that you thought that was Everton's opportunity to grow into a game where, but where they really shouldn't be struggling. But for everything that the game is and for everything that the Merseyside derby is, you afforded them that opportunity to slowly graduate into the game given the fact that as you say, in the latter halves, professionalism and an assurance about how to win football matches would show and would follow through. And the fact that you've allowed, uh, I, I would, I would have massive grievances with any Everton side for allowing a football team into a football match. And if you afford footballers the opportunity to take advantage of you, they will. And, and Everton have been guilty of that for, for years down the line, but. 
the the eleven that Liverpool put out today have no right to have the know-how and the ability to do that, and that that is absolutely no denial in terms of their potential and their ability. Because I'm sure they're all a, a very capable set of lads, and a lot of them will go on to to terrorise Everton for for years to come. But there is absolutely nothing in that side to show that they are capable of beating any form of Premier League side. Not to mention one that is one that we talk about in terms of being a, a, a potential top six breaker every single man to a man in our 11 most Liverpool fans would probably take in their squad going into this game which is insane given the the level of weakness that we've shown at Anfield the amount of money that we've spent and in particular the manager that we've got now um, I, I'm not going to not, not going to hold this massively against him three games into his Everton tenure but you expect weaknesses to be identified early on and for tactical amendments to be made in order to capitalise on a game that Everton clearly had in their hands for the taking um, but has I, he got lads I think the well, question is has he got lads who can do that because I think we've seen today is that we've got a, a you know we, we've all been very happy about the way the team's played against, against Burnley they scraped through Newcastle, they, they dug in it and got a result there. But this, this and City would have been a step up today. City, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as today, but by any means. But I think today, with the focus being on them, with the pressure being on them, with that eleven, they wilted. And you yeah. know, we, we were walking back across Stanley Park there. And I think the thing we both said to each other was that is ultimately why players like Luca Dean, Yeri Mina, Morgan Schneiderlin, Charles Sigerton, not another Charles so much. But I think I think you look at those lads who've been a clubs who are bigger than us and who've dropped mm. down that, that is why they're okay, all yeah. here that, that yeah. is why they're all here because they might have good games every now and then Sidibe's and I've been a massive fan of this season but you look at them today and you think he melted he absolutely yeah. melted under that that is why these lads are playing for this football club because when it comes to the crunch when it comes to these big games and regardless of whether they've got the under-16s out or the first team out that was a big game today it was at Anfield it was on primetime television under the lights the atmosphere was bouncing and they all wilted under yeah. that pressure I suppose that the thing that you could say about Richarlison and, and players who haven't quite been at that calibre well, of their career on the way up aren't they still yeah but you, you could equally say that that is possibly the argument for them not ever progressing past this level and again we're, we're not writing lads off at 21 22 years of age here but you need to show a little bit more bottle in those games and I mean that that's exactly the word that summarises everything about everything going to Anfield it's about bottle it's about mentality it's about strength and about knowing where your weaknesses are and knowing where games are possibly in a, in a bit of a 50-50 moment and you are able of capitalising on opposition's weaknesses and that, that, is, that is classic Everton we've, we've never been good at that um, you can you can bring someone like Ancelotti in and you can get him on the training field and you can marginally change players' positions and how they think about their, their five or ten seconds on the ball and, and what their next move is when they have the ball and all these minor intricacies and, and football is ultimately a game of those those fine margins but if, if you take a step back from that and all of the intricacies that football has to offer it, it's all about how you act as a professional sportsman on the pitch yeah. and we're not asking massive amounts here we're, ju- we're just asking a little bit of grit and determination and just growing up to be kids just, <laughs> yeah, just a, a, yeah. a capable know-how of how to win a game against the reserve side and 
there, there was almost it was almost bridging into naivety I think tonight I think when we had those couple of chances in the first half and in particular the Holgate one I think we all collectively thought do you know what we've had a few chances we'll get a few more and this will tell in time and I think when that didn't happen and it got deep into the the second half sort of 55-60 minutes and Everton obviously tried to change it with with Delphin Keane coming on and when that didn't work heads massively dropped and obviously that was compounded by the fact that Liverpool have got a bit of quality and managed to score a goal but there was not one man on that football pitch that I thought you are capable of recognising the situation recognising the the gulf not necessarily not, not excuse me not necessarily in terms of quality but in terms of career progression and experience that thought hang on Everton are capable of being the senior football team on this football pitch and winning this game and there was no one to a man who I thought has that that experience and that capability and that mental strength to show that and I think that was totally summarised by the fact that at 90 minutes when the game is washed away and we get a token three minutes to try and salvage something heads are by that point totally yeah. down there's absolutely no ability of Everton to get into into Liverpool's attack in third and when John Moss does eventually put us out of our fucking misery we are then left by nine of the lads in blue quickly scuttling down the Anfield oh, sorry down, down the, the tunnel of the main stand leaving Mason Holgate basically folded over on his knees and Gibral Sadibi who was possibly our worst performer tonight being the only lad with any form of character in bottle to even think about walking over to the Anfield Road end and show a little bit of gratitude and a little bit of remorse man again and the, the manager didn't come over to be fair the, the professional yeah. sportsman I don't necessarily want all 11 of them and all the bench coming over and saying sorry to the fans because you know what shit happens in professional sports and we appreciate that off days will happen but fuck me if you are going to put that former performance in there needs to be a little bit of recognition for the 8,000 fans who give up their not only their Sundays or their afternoons their entire lives to follow this shameless football club I think today was an opportunity to not only pay that back on the pitch but at the end of the game just show a little bit You know, even if it means coming over to 8,000 angry people and taking a bit of flack off them. Yeah. Do you know what? It, it, it's part of what sport is. And we're not all lining up to, to have an enormous go at them, as much as that probably would have been the, the result of the well, situation. You probably get a gravity of what, what, what it meant to everybody then, don't you? Exactly. Like, if you just walk off the pitch, and it's, it's very much a case of they're up and at it, they've got the copper in there, and, and you, you, score. You, probably don't, you probably don't get the gravity of... How no. angry the fans are, you know, when it, when it comes to that sort of situation. It, it very quickly just turns into yet another football game that Everton lose. And for the last 30 years, we've had far too many of them. We, we're all aware of how painful following this football team is. But if you build us up to a point where you think you're actually going to achieve something in this game, progression to an FA Cup fourth round possibly even god forbid going on and giving us a bit of a cup run giving us something to be a little bit excited about if you throw that away in front of our eyes we expect to be respected in the same way in terms of coming over and just showing a little bit of gratitude to the fans who as i say give up their entire lives in some cases to follow this sorrowful football team and it's 
I almost feel annoyed at myself for being angry at this because we know, we know what walking over that park represents. It represents an inevitable disappointment. It represents football players wilting at the knees and ultimately a spineless defeat. And as much as we can accept that at times, it is usually at the hands of superior quality. I, I will happily walk away and do post-match podcasts about a team who get annihilated by Mo Salah and Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino because they are some of the best footballers in the, on the planet yeah. if someone like Harvey Elliott takes the piss out of my football team I will make no apologies about being angry at them yeah. and I think for the fact that that's where it's strange isn't it from being the usual Anfield yeah. shuggy shoulders into yeah. what, what we are now which is what the fuck have you just done I, d- I don't think I'd feel anywhere near as angry and as distorted away from my football team as I do now if at that split second of the final referees were still going they hadn't just ran off as you say with shit in their kecks because they didn't want to face what they had just offered up to us fans and as much as we can we can tolerate that and we know what we are up for when we go to Anfield I think for them to serve up the, the performance and for them to serve up that sort of behaviour is absolutely negligent there'll be people listening to this though saying should the players have gone over when they knew they would have, would have got some flack anyway you know and, and, and it felt you know we were there to the end it, fe- it felt like it would have gone off if people had come over yeah Just, it, it, you know you, you can even look at Ancelotti's career at, at Napoli where there were players when they had poor results who'd go over to the ultras and, and talk to them and, and face yeah. what, what, what the ultras had to say about you know not just the ultras but like the, the entire fan base and it feels like that sometimes is can be helpful yeah. in that sense you know, there would have been a lot of anger but you know after a, a good Christmas period where the team has done pretty well where they've got a good result against uh, Burnley and obviously uh, against Newcastle as well so the feeling that anger and feeling that sort of that heat from the fans might have yeah. done them a bit of good given, given what we've got coming up um, uh, the, I mean that is the extreme um, we're not even asking for that much I mean as you say as lovely as it would be if we were that sort of side and we've all seen videos of, of, of football teams doing that sort of thing and as you say we we are not necessarily asking for, for all 11 players to come over and have in-depth chats about what goes on on Finch Farm but the nature of this football team is that there's a there's a personality and a, is there? a, a connectivity as <laughs> well. Yeah, it's a shite one, but th- there's a connection between the fans and the players that we like to think as Everton football club supporters doesn't necessarily exist between any football teams. And you you get moments like that wherein you look into the eyes of eleven lads on the football team and you know that they are aware of the pain and the hurt that they cause by performing in the way that they do. And I think if you're not offering the the fans the opportunity to do that and as you say it is lambs to the slaughter in terms of going over to the Anfield route but but we all do it we all take our medicine exactly every now yeah. and then don't we every, every single listener to this podcast will fuck up in work and expect their boss to be on the back and as much as we expect someone like Carlo Ancelotti to be that person there isn't a, an appreciation in professional football that you, you have an affordability to the fans who offer their their entire livelihood to follow you to have a bit of responsibility and a bit of accountability and I, I think that that's something that Everton are, are struggling for I, I can't necessarily think of of the man and the captain that comes over and does that today and potentially if someone like Seamus Coleman or Leighton Baines or, or any one of those people are still on the pitch at that time 
they, they do come over and lead the way and, and, and be that man to bring the, the, the squad over to the fans but I don't necessarily think that we've got a leader and, and that is essentially something that we've spoken about for for years and years on this show in terms of how, how can we ever expect to win something when God forbid Everton went and won the FA Cup at Wembley I honestly think the lads would be looking around on the stairs thinking oh, who the fuck's going to go and lift this up then because there's no one who but it got passed around against the didn't it the armband it yeah. did yeah and there's absolutely no one and as, as much as the armband is a bit of a token gesture about who your in inverted commas leader is on the pitch and Luca Dean's never going to be that especially in the run of form that he is but there's just no sense of capability and just professionalism on the pitch I think you're left looking at yeah. the, the 11 that are on the field thinking what what will it ever take to come here what will it ever take to come to Anfield and win a game and if we're not going to take 11 experienced professional footballers against a bunch of fucking kids and win a game then we might as well all take up bowls because there's absolutely nothing left in this sport for Evertonians he's fair of bowls team fuck off <laughs> um, yeah do, do you know what though I, I expected Everton to c- control por- portions of that game today especially when Delph came on and you know you think what he did at Newcastle I expected us to get off us on the ball yeah. and control five ten minute spells of the football match and that never happened they got very bitty very fractured and ultimately that suits their players who you know they've got a lot of talented youngsters you don't necessarily have the mouse and the ability to manage games yeah but they've got abilities to create moments like Curtis Jones did yeah. for, for the winning goal um, I got a lot of stick about Jordan Pickford because I said on Twitter that Jordan Pickford maybe should have done a bit better with that goal I think where we were it looked like he, he maybe could have saved it um, what, what, was, what was your view on that? Um, yeah as you say this being instant match reaction it, it looks as though a, a save that, that should definitely be made maybe that is clouded by the fact that Jordan Pickford has history at Anfield and obviously 45,000 fans in the stadium are, are praying on that but I've seen it again and still think he should save it by the way we, we see goalkeepers save shots that are in the top corner I mean yeah. that is not necessarily in a position where you think a possible goal is coming here um, albeit with Morgan Zadon lying on the pitch um, somehow thinking that divine intervention will prevent Liverpool from scoring a goal and we know that they, they don't necessarily need any encouragement Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to pick it out too much because I, I just want to put that as a thought on Twitter as we tend to do I think the bigger issue today was the midfield wasn't it you know Schneider yeah. and Sigurdsson two experienced players you expect them to get a grip of the game against a, 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 a ropey inexperienced Liverpool midfield and Sigurd, I don't think Schneider necessarily went high didn't he he tried to get on the ball but he's very negative with his possession but I think Sigurdsson maybe by virtue of the fact that he went off after less than an hour he did high again today at Anfield didn't he I think if you strip it back in terms of that midfield and we all signposted it as a weakness going into the game you think what what are you necessarily expecting from in particular those two centre midfielders as you say Schneiderlin don't necessarily think he hides but you expect so much more from him on the ball um, off the ball I, I think that there's very much the same arguments that we'd have about him going back probably two to three years now in yeah. terms of looking lackadaisical and not necessarily putting the effort in that you would expect someone in that number six role to put in in strip away the cup a Premier League game someone yeah. like Sigurdsson not necessarily picking the ball up off the back four and, and spraying balls out wide and, and creating the play but I appreciate he's not necessarily in that 10 role but you are looking for some form of creativity from him yeah. I mean Matt Cheatham on Arsacho will, will undoubtedly come out and tell us the, the amount of decades it's been since Sigurdsson created a <laughs> chance for Everton I th- 
this is someone who we bought into this football club to not necessarily be consistently involved in the play but to be able of and capable of creating those moments whereby our strikers were given an opportunity a goal and you'll look back at the opportunities that we've already talked about and think that they were essentially set pieces we haven't yeah. we haven't really created anything from open play and i think that 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 takes me straight back to my original point in terms of it seems as though the more experienced you become in your footballing career and in particular your Everton career the more of a letdown you become to this side yeah. and I mean it's like as we get to know them more the more we dislike them all you, <laughs> you anticipate with every coming manager that comes into the club that they will find them out and they will move them on and in Morgan Snyderland's case we've had someone who has managed to evade the bullet so many times that you just think the lad's indestructible he is the ultimate summary of everything that is Everton Football Club and if we moved him out then the whole club would probably just fall apart because everything about the mentality is summed up in the man Um, we said before the game and as much as we appreciated the weaknesses in Liverpool's side that Everton's massive weakness was across that midfield four and if you take a game into the last 20 minutes against any form of Premier League side they will undoubtedly make you pay if they've got the the level of quality and and albeit they haven't even needed to use it tonight they have got the players to bring off the bench who will punish you and you need to capitalise on the moments where you are strongest in the game and time and time again Everton proved that they are not capable of doing that Um, probably going to wrap that up here now Um, Disappointing, obviously. Uh, we'll be back again in the week to look forward to Brighton um, as hard as that is. At this moment in time, uh, thanks to Mark, there are some fantastic points in difficult circumstances. We'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.